This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Hi. What's up? Oh, not a lot? No. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you for coming. No, I'm just um, Thank you for coming up tonight, man. Uh, Lorena Cupcake from Do312 and from a number of things. Um, you're somebody who I feel like we've known of each other for a while. Um, I very vividly remember you totally getting down when we did the lunch break event with React like months back. Oh, yeah. That was jamming. another live stream thing. Well, somebody has to get the party started. I'm always that person like it's 11 at the club and everybody's like standing along the wall and they're like, oh, there's not enough people to start dancing and like having fun yet. And I'm like, somebody has to be the first person to dance and have fun. Like, you're that it's person. It's not going to get popping unless you like put yourself on there. And I have no shame. So be the party you want to see in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the event that I'm talking about, it was React Presents. It was Dom from Porn and Chicken and a few other folks. And myself and Michael Wing from Autograph, we do a lot of live streaming. And we all collaboratively put together this, like, um, dance party at, like, noon at the React offices. I want to say there was Jameson. Was it Jameson? There was uh, what I remember most... Uh, strongly, there is these Italian ices in like a Capri Sun like plastic sack, <laughs> and you open it up and you pour the little airplane bottle of vodka in and squish it up and stick the straw. So we're like all being live streamed on Facebook. Like there's sick dance music playing, and we're drinking like alcoholic Capri Sun. It was a fun time. You were going for it at noon. At yeah. noon, yeah. It's never too early to tea up. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, you're someone who I've wanted to get on the podcast for a while. I'm so glad we got to make it happen tonight. Same thing, we always start with kind of like, how did this start for you? And you do really interesting work, so kind of, I guess, how did you get involved with like, you know, entertainment, culture, social, like whatever label you want to put it in, like how did you get started with that kind of creative work? Basically, I always had really cool friends and I always wanted to help blow up what they were doing. If that was like, I'm barely 21 and like running around making flyers serve like my first club night. Like I look back at that and it's really cute now because I do like event production and promotion on like such a higher level right. um, than getting those like free flyers that have the like, get your flyer printed for free at like XYZ.com. And it's got the logo on the back. Exactly. Yeah. So you, so you yeah. got them for free. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. Like it's such a different world now. Um, basically I've always just been a loud mouth about what parties I wanted to go to, my friend's band that I liked, everything like that on the internet and it mostly started out because I had a music blog storebrandsoda.com mm-hmm. storebrandsoda on Twitter whatever and uh, we got selected I got selected as the best new music blogger by the Chicago Reader yeah. Th- thank you Philip Montoro um, a couple years back and then this most recent issue that they came out with we just kind of won the popular bo- vote for best music blog um, so Getting some accolades on just, you know, me and my friends, me and uh, my co-editor Emily coming together and just, like, putting our thoughts about music, what shows you should go to, what's going on in Chicago, out there in the world. Um, That caught the eye of D3 and 2. They were looking to create a position for a social media manager. They had never had someone on the team just to handle their social media before. Right. They grew to the point, okay, we really need somebody whose job is to just, like, get a handle on this, uh, establish practices and systems for tracking, all that, like, you know, nerdy stuff. Right. Um, but a big part of it, I think, too, is just being, like, authentic, having your own voice. Um, you can't just say, hey, win tickets to this show. Buy this 5, T-shirt times. at our merch store. Right. Yeah, you can't, yeah. 
you can't just pitch things to people over and over again and never vary it and expect it to be entertaining or relevant to people. You have to mix in jokes and memes and weird videos and, like, goofy, embarrassing puns. And I think that, like, applies whether you're doing it for your own personal kind of branding and your own Twitter account or whether you're doing it for a business and you're representing a brand. So something I think is interesting that I think anybody who follows you and the Do 312 Twitter accounts is rec- is familiar with is like you definitely have very different lanes. Mm-hmm. Like your Do 312 work is is it definitely has a voice and has personality but it's like you know the message of Do 312 is like kind of first and foremost. What to do tonight in Chicago? That's right. our that's our message. Uh, if you are ever bored and you want to know what party to go to, what concert to go to, where to eat, um, pull up do312.com or if we download the app so yeah, that's my pitch. <laughs> There's the plug, but then your personal Twitter is a completely different, and we don't have to. It's, it's <laughs> no, it's okay. Like your personal Twitter, I bring it up because you have such distinct voices that you've established on both, and like you're able to, it seems like move in and out. Where like your personal Twitter's voice is very like I'm not expecting to see that on Do Three One Two and vice versa. I would probably get fired if, if I brought my. <laughs> well, I don't uh, know. Personal... Scott Kramer's a pretty pretty laid back dude. Um, so my personal Twitter for the three people in Chicago who don't follow me, uh, Lorena Cupcake <laughs> at Lorena Cupcake. I just really believe in being yourself. If I like could tone it down, or if I could be someone else, like I always think, like, what if I just posted links to my articles and like pictures of my dog and like did not let people know what I was doing at 4 a.m. last night in like the bathroom of the party you know like would that would would I be more marketable would I be getting more work um and then another part of me thinks like I'm pretty sure that a lot of people do follow me to find out what was happening last night at you know 4 a.m. so I I think it's just about being myself I think there's enough people out there um just kind of marketing their stuff in a in a really generic way, and if my personal way to market myself is being really extra and tweeting five thousand <laughs> times a day, and like maybe twenty five of those five thousand tweets are really funny, you know, that's just that's that's my uh, mo. Well, I think it's interesting. You brought up a good point, which is that I think a lot of people in this day and age have to be so so careful and cautious, and like you can't tweet the wrong thing, you can't say the wrong thing, because people are very ready to like. You know, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a landmine being on social media now. True. And it didn't used to be like that. And now it's like if you say the wrong thing, someone's going to publish your social security number, your bank account, your address. And it's just like it's almost enough. And then you watch an episode of Black Mirror and you're like, all right, I'm going to go move to Amish country. But like what I love about your account is that you you're not playing by those rules. And there's such strict, boring rules. It's like. It almost kind of feels like nobody is having fun on social media anymore. Mm-hmm. Social media used to be like a fun place. And now it's like it's like waiting in the doctor's office <laughs> like lobby. It's like, does anyone even enjoy it anymore? I, I mean, I really, really like people who are kind of like boundary pushing and weird. Like I think probably my favorite Twitter right now is Gunnar Stahl, who's like a rap photographer and he flies around the world and he's like in Australia with Metro Boomin and like his Twitter is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's never like go look at my new photo that I published in Fader. Like, it's always, like, these ridiculous, inappropriate, like, jokes that you'd only get, like, if you're, like, really deep in the hip-hop world. But, um... What was the original question? No, just the fact that, like, it, it really seems like all of the color has been drained 
oh, out of okay. social media. All the fun has been drained out of it, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you may be like part of what you were hinting at is like maybe like this sort of like policing or PC culture, or call out culture. And I definitely feel that as someone who like feels really strongly about like social justice, um, who like operates in a lot of circles that are dominated by people of color where we're trying to make something like by us, for us kind of thing. Well, uh, I want to be mm-hmm. clear, like I'm not remotely like trying to convey that like that's not important. Oh, I'm, like I'm SJW. Like, yeah, no, yeah no, like, I know. I, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it more in terms of like people who were like, oh, I can't tweet this because of my job. Oh, okay. I can't tweet this because I've got these three applications out. Like oh, that yeah. kind of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess I'm at this point. I don't have any knuckle tattoos. I'm worried I might still go back into retail. But I think it's wildly overblown that everybody's going to like find your nudes and find that like problematic tweet that you made like 15 years ago. Sure. I don't know. I've Unless never, you're Trump. Yeah, I've never had people pull. I mean, I'm not planning to, to run for president anytime <laughs> soon. But I guess saying what I was going before, it, it is scary sometimes to, um, to say stuff online, especially if you're kind of taking a stand about like your identity, like somebody whose identity is similar to yours, but like not quite the same might be like, that's not how I see it at all. Like you're disrespect, you know, like it gets really tricky out there. Um, And I don't think that good intentions cancel out like actual problematic stuff that people are doing. But if you're like always willing to learn, always willing to like listen to what people say and like, Hey, like I might've messed up that time and I'm going to do better next time. And I think that you're going to come out okay in the end. So for you, like, you know, it seems like your primary kind of like role right now is like social media. Like that's a huge part of your life. Like, I guess for you, like, where do you want to take that? Like, what's kind of like, do you have an end goal with it? Or are you just like loving kind of the ride right now? I mean, I'm a writer. Um, If you, you know, follow me or go look at my portfolio, I I do quite a few, like, more long-term pieces. You do, like, really, like, you did that great Kanye West piece last year, right? Yeah, that was it. I did, did, like, a a kind of an op-ed about um, Kanye West's mental breakdown and what the way that we talk about it and the way that it reflects the ways that we talk about mental illness. Like on it was so good. Level. You, you really like, you vocalized a lot of things that I've been thinking of that I did not have the eloquence to like put into words. And, and listen, I'm a Kanye super fan unabashedly. This is a true story. He played South by right after beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out and it was an unofficial South by show. So like having a badge didn't guarantee entry. It was Vivo's like Vivo was brand new and they were putting on the show and literally they didn't have, they didn't know how they were gonna get people in. Mm-hmm. They did these like these tweet to win entry things and people would like win entry and then they would like literally retract it and be like, never mind, we're not doing it that way. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. The only way I knew that I would get into the show is if I was at the front of the line. So I waited eleven this is a true story, eleven hours to get into a Kanye show at South by. It was at an abandoned power plant. He brought out almost every guest he had on Twisted Fantasy except for, like, Nikki and Rihanna. Oh, my gosh. He did all the lights with a marching band. I, I was in tears. It was the best concert I've ever seen. So I like Kanye West a little bit, um, which is a problematic thing now in 2017. Like, and I, I loved your take on it in that article. I thought it was very even-handed, but you didn't, you, you weren't letting him get off, you know? But, like, I thought you weren't just, like, Fuck that dude, which mm-hmm. a lot of people now are just like, we're done. I think a lot of what my uh, work focuses on is really gray areas, you know, like some like topics I've like to cover, like, hey, what if you really like a famous deck song and then you see a video of famous decks beating his girlfriend? Like, what if you really like right. Kanye West and then Kanye West is like having what can possibly be like a manic episode or, you know, some sort of mental illness um, crisis and is saying stuff that you can't possibly endorse or agree right. with, you know, like what do you, what do you do when Azalea Banks is like scraping up like blood and, you know, like, right. and it's not, it's not always our place to pass judgment on people. And sometimes it, 
and there are gray areas, but it's also not always our place to like support or endorse. Um, I think a lot of us have to think about like if I am giving a bigger platform to people, um, if I'm giving them money, if I'm like giving them a feature on my blog, like who do I want to support? Who do right. I want to like put that energy and money and like monetary benefit towards? And I think that we just have so many options today. Like there's always some kid out there doing something really cool who's getting no love and who like doesn't have like some really dark skeleton in their closet. Right. I feel like you can, you kind of have to choose and be responsible. No, absolutely. And so like, cause I'm so interested in your perspective on this kind of like branding and social stuff. Like, if somebody was looking to like really amplify their voice, so I teach at Columbia. Something I hear a lot is students say like, "Well, you know, I started this blog, or like I'm I've started like kind of a photography site, and like, but I don't know how to get anybody to care about it because if you just go on Twitter and you say, "Hey, look at this thing I made," well, a billion people are doing that, and all anyone's paying attention to is Donald Trump being like, "I didn't like that episode of SNL," which is garbage. But that's what people, that's what gets eyeballs. So like. You know, so anyway, to bring this back, like, students are always talking about, like, how do I get seen? How do I get noticed? Like, what advice do you have for people who want to, like, actually make their mark online and, like, get in front of people and connect? Um, partner with people, like, in real life. Like, don't just DM them and be like, hey, how do I, like, let's build fam. Let's uh, build fam, yeah. yes. Uh, like, contact people about internships or, um, you know, some sort of apprenticeships, like, be respectful of their time and, like, make it clear what you are offering um, and just kind of be professional with it. And I think no matter what, you should have a website that has your work. It doesn't matter if you're using some sort of builder platform. It sure. doesn't have... You don't have to... Don't be like, oh, my God, I don't know CSS. I can't. Like, no. I have, There's like, no a, excuse anymore. I have LorenaCupdate.com contently.com and like that's where my portfolio I drop totally. in a link and like may write a description of the article like that's literally my website it's not that fancy um, but now I have something I can send editors um, lean on your friends um, if your friend has a connection and you you know like be like hey can you maybe like write a nice email intro you know and then say thank you to your friend follow up with the person like be respectful like just the whole the whole way through you know try not to waste people's time and be disrespectful but it is I just know so many people that wouldn't be where they were if they did not get help from people. And yeah. Chicago, especially, maybe in New York and or LA, like everybody's busy trying to like kick people down. Right, the, the right, hall. like yeah. But we're not playing King of the Hill here in Chicago. Like we really want to give other people a leg up and, and help promote them at the same time we promote ourselves. I think we were we were just talking about this with Sierra. Like everybody's building right now. I mean, and it wasn't always like that. But right now, everybody wants to see everybody else win, which is. A, awesome, and B, kind of wild. Like, because that's mm. not, you're right, like, that's not really normal. But right now is the best time, I think, to be collaborating. And I think that, I'm so glad you said that because I think some people think, like, oh, if I get help from somebody or if I go, like, do an internship, then I didn't do it on my own or something like that, you know, which is not the case. I was just talking, um, I was just talking with the Fat Tiger Workshop dudes for like a yeah. project and they were like, like the whole time it ran through is literally all they're talking about. Like, okay, so I went to my, this other big homie who like I knew new stuff and I went and asked them for help or like that literally everybody else had a version of that. You know, X right. helped Y and Y helped Z, you know, like that's how, where we all got where we're going. If you're just over your, like by yourself in the corner, it's not going to be that much fun. Come, come join the party basically. No, I love it. And, and really like that kind of stuff, that is how you learn too. Mm -hmm. The best way to learn is to like, you know, partner with somebody like a Joe Fresh Goods or whoever that has this experience and has this like trial and error. And then you learn from them and then like they would say like, oh, you don't, don't do that. And then you saved mm -hmm. yourself a lesson. Mm -hmm. um, so right now, 
you're writing, you've got do three, one, two, like what other projects do you have happening? Or, or is that like, that's certainly a lot. Yeah. Um, store brand, you know, store brand soda is a big one. Uh, my freelance rating, I write for high snobiety email magazine, mm-hmm. um, have something coming. Out. I have a few things coming out. I have a couple different, uh, different places I publish and, uh, I do a little bit of club hosting. I'm, cl- I'm hosting Femme's room in a couple weeks and I don't know if you, if there, if you're at a party in Chicago, I'm probably like in the corner. If it's a good party, yeah, you're there. Yeah. If you're not at the party, maybe be like, oh, let's go see what else is going on. Yeah. Um, exactly. Like, and just your personal taste, like what are some venues, who are some artists, like just what are some of your picks in Chicago? Like what are you digging in the city? Oh, good question. Um, I'm really obsessed with that 19E space and everybody who's been doing parties over there right now. Mm. It's behind Reggie's. Um, if you haven't been to a party there yet, you might be sleeping a little bit. Um, Easter room just got its 4 a.m. license. Right, that's gonna be and that's gonna be a mess this summer. I'm gonna like sit down with my therapist and be like, okay, like what <laughs> is a like a responsible action plan we can put in place so that I don't like suffer <laughs> ill mental health effects from Easter room being open till 4 a.m. Um, <laughs> so I don't lose three months. Laughing but serious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, festival season is gonna be book as always sure. in Chicago. That's pretty life consuming um, with me considering you know the D3 and the two. The D3 stuff. and two, and they're like they're at the mm-hmm. epicenter. Of that festival store. Yeah. If you if you want to know what to do surrounding festivals, win tickets, find out when it's happening, best plan of action. We do a lot of that over at G3 and 2, so keep an eye on it. Um, and then I think just in my rating, I just want to glow up and reach that next level. Um, if people are doing, like, stuff in Chicago that's interesting on a national level, like, I'm very interested in the people, like, putting out their tape and, like, playing, like, an in-store brick-a-brack. Like, that little punk band is so cute to me, and I love them. Um, but, like, with my writing, I really want to make the case that Chicago is on the level of a Paris or a New York or a LA. Like we have stuff popping here that is just really big and next level. And I want to expose that to more people. I love that. That's such a great, like admirable goal. That's so cool. Um, I have a strong feeling that this is not the last time we will talk on this podcast, or at least I hope not. I hope Um, not. Mm -hmm. This has been great. I mean, it's been an amazing night of interviews all around. And like I said, like, Everybody on this list is either, like, the first half is, like, old friends who've been on the podcast many times before, and then you and Sierra, like, I really wanted to get you guys on because, like I said, I'm seeing all this amazing work you're doing, and it would be quite an oversight. It would be remiss to have not had you guys on. So I really appreciate it, and like I said, I really want to, like, continue this conversation as, like, new projects happen down the line or, like, you have new things going on. Please, like, always feel free to reach out and, and same like let us know what you've got going on because the mics are always on for you. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, this is awesome. Lorena cupcake at Lorena cupcake on Twitter. That's where you're blasting everything you're doing. Um, and a whole lot more. Yes. It's good stuff. And also do three, one, two, everybody knows do three, one, two, check them out, follow them. Um, all the love to, to Scott Kramer and all the crew over there. Scott's such a good dude. He's the best. He is. He is the best. And I, I've, I mean, I've known the do three, one, this is how back, I go with two, three, one, two. We had Jeremy Shuey on this podcast for a phoner when do three, one, two first started. Like when he oh, was wow. the, yeah, I've got this interview with him. Like when do three, one, two is brand new. That would, that's seven years ago. Almost. Yeah. It will be seven years this summer. For the, I've been yeah. doing this podcast for 1700 years now. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. And we've done 3,900 episodes of show. You suck. <laughs> um, right. I'm in uh, Lorraine. Almost made it through the hour. Lorena Cupcake um, on Twitter, 
at your favorite websites everywhere. Uh, thank you so much. And at the finest parties in Chicago and nowhere else. Uh, thank you so much for coming up tonight. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.